Mia Jones. We appreciate the love. Here's my hogging project. Come on, my name. You better be playing in the air. <laughs> you know, my sis Joelle says she like it. So, you know, when Joelle says it's cute, you know it's cute. Yeah, I'm up a good wave now. I'm like, oh, I might have to abandon blind and go Do back. Oh, Malia Jones, don't it? Thank you. Shout out to Malia Jones. Wow. That's, that's you. That's what you sound like a dinosaur. <laughs> All right. So, what's going on, people? Joelle is our main host for the day, so let me start with my takeover spirit. <laughs> well, we can do introductions while I get the agenda up. We can do introductions. Okay, so I am Vernon McFarland, the executive director and the founder of the Mahogany Project. I am Bia Donis Dorlene, the same dude, the main dude, and never the lame dude. I'm Marnina the Queen. And I am Joelle, aka your man's first choice, which is so fitting for today's topic, which is <laughs> Black queer sex and relationships. I've been ready for this. Okay, this is what, four weeks in the making, three weeks, with how long we've been? So it actually started with Adonis, because Adonis is the one that brought up the topic, like, many weeks ago. I'm not sure. Okay, okay. So we are going to start off with just any show expectations um, and then just anything in general about the Mahogany Project. Vernis, do you want to lead that off? So I guess so. I, just, I mean, I got the graphics back now, so I'll be putting it out anyway. So I'm super excited to announce that the Mahogany Project will be starting two new projects. Um, one of them is going to be called Uprising which is our self-defense um, program for TGNC folks who access self-defense items as well as self-defense resources. Um, so that could be classes or other things as well. Um, and we're also going to start having our bi-weekly support group coming up very soon called Tea Time um, that's gonna be hosted by Joelle and Crimson. So excited. <laughs> Yeah. Shout out to my sister, my nini. You know, she had to go down them hallway streets, y'all, and find us all these mace and these stun guns and stuff. So okay. Are you the one that? I was at East Houston Street searching. Searching. So yes, we are going to be starting with very soon, probably starting Monday, start reaching out and start supplying um, our TGNC siblings, brothers and sisters um, with Mason stun guns. So if you need those items, be on the lookout for how you can access those free of charge. So uh, yeah, the mace to keep you up out your face. Okay, baby. mace the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's up y'all, hey Crimson? Take them to the king, baby. <laughs> hey, one of my BFFs, Jaime from LA. Hey. Okay, so we will go ahead before we get started with the icebreaker and the topic, we'll do a check in. So today's check in exercise is just going to be one word to describe your current state of being or mood. Mm. One word. Gowns. I say tired, not tired, tired without the R. <laughs> Ain't nobody wasting on your coffee. 
<laughs> I think mine is activated. Mm. Okay. Activate. <laughs> so the girls up north say when they when they get ready to fight. Fight power is activated. That's giving me like Power Rangers. Oh, well, you know, she is from Detroit, so you know. Oh, that's why I said earlier, gowns. You know, I had felt that little Aretha spirit come a beautiful gown. So, speaking of Aretha, that's the perfect transition into our little ice breaking game. So, it's called Legends Dinner. So, we'll go around and we'll name three people three celebrities or people dead or alive that you would like to have a legends dinner and dine with. Can they be dead or alive? They can be dead or alive. Okay, so I'm going to say Marsha P. Johnson, Alanis, and Dolly Parton. Oh. Oh. I actually like Dolly, yeah. I like Dolly too. Mine might be kind of ratchet. <laughs> no, no, we we welcome ratchet. We welcome Nick. <laughs> we welcome ratchet. Cause mine would be Michael Jackson, Ronnie from Players Club, not Crystal Wilson. I wanna I wanna dine with Ronnie. Gotcha. Ronnie is my icon. Ronnie is my role model. And me and Prince. I see a lot, a lot of high heels and ass cheeks in this. That's it. In this dinner. That's it. Hmm. Damn, I'm, I'm shocked, the darn it. I know. So. Because I want to laugh. I'm in the mood just to be laughing. Kiki, kaka. Um, yeah, y'all gonna eat me up for this. Um, definitely Charlemagne. Um, see, Charlemagne, Michael, Eric Dyson, and one more person. Who is somebody else I want to see in the group? Just Kiki. Bernie Sanders. Yes, I'm always down for Bernie Sanders, of course. I'm always down for the burn. I'm always down for the burn. Come on, burn, brother. There we go. Ain't but one. Y'all come by the clinic on a Tuesday and a Thursday. I got y'all. There we go. Since y'all feeling the burn, baby. I think I would do Bayard Rustin, Michelle Obama, and Malcolm X. Because I am a political girl at heart. I'm getting uh-huh. all socially conscious and intelligent with y'all dinners. But no, this is all it's a mix. Well, yeah. Listen, I need to get that intellectual property while I got the chance to get it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, look, how Ronnie, how was you stripping on stage? Michael, how was you moving and bopping and thiving? I need to know. Jason who was making his lace perspective. Okay, look, Michael, who was making that SVU Bob that you had when you were <laughs> That's what I want to know. Not the one that was making the, what's it, the late 80s? 
With the, the Pepsi commercial, yeah. In the Pepsi commercial, he rolled down the stairs like fried chicken. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I would whenever that's an iceberg because I definitely have questions I would love to. Oh, yeah, we got a little, we got, we actually got a little five minutes if we want to. On time for us. Okay. I love on time. We on time. Um, then here we go. I have like a bit. Y'all was off camera, so I, I, I definitely have. Um, my son is here. He's a huge Michael Jackson fan. But um, one thing that I would definitely want to know, um, I would ask him more questions in regards to those allegations. Uh, yeah, some of my spirit have never said right about this. Like it, it has, and a lot of stuff might be circumstantial. However, it's just like, like I mean, it is. However, you, grown man. Oh yeah, circumstantial. <laughs> a lot of grown. I, to me, it is. Michael's like what nineties, um, in the mid nineties. He was like what 35, 36? He was like thirty. He's thirty. Yeah, because okay, yeah, because he's the same age as my dad, same birthday too. Um, that's not sin, right? Same birthday as Michael Jackson, myself. I'm really? Nah, oh, see, bam, Virgo, like sin. Um, I had doing nothing with nobody. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Nobody, nobody. Nobody, people kids, but they ain't of age, baby. That's a certain age, yeah. They kill. Ah. Wrong for adult care, no, because just it, I mean, he's mid 30s, something like not early 30s, mid 30s myself. It's like I don't have no re first of all, I don't even want anybody besides my man, letting it be me. I don't want my son, even want him laying to be with me. So the fact that you're able to share your baby with kids that you don't even know you're not related to just make me say, hmm, okay, Macaulay Coke, and I never been inside. I'm just playing. He's there. <laughs> you know what? I think that he had a lot of issues. It's not making excuses for it. And, I, uh, and I'm saying but. But I think that he was molested when he was younger. And I think that he was a very troubled, troubled man. Absolutely. Mm. I just watched um, Atlanta, the episode, Teddy Perkins. And they said that's supposed to be they're supposed to be. <laughs> that episode is hilarious. It is. I was, first of all, I was nervous about it because it, it was just dark, but it was still funny. Then it was crazy. It's a little creepy. It is very, very. How they make him look was just creepy. Come Because let me say something. If I saw a man that looked like Michael Jackson before, how Michael Jackson did before he died and was not um, a celebrity, I'm not going into the house. Like, <laughs> Like, yeah, imagine him picking up behind the like that door when he opened it. Thick eyeliner in the bang. Then boy, me through some bangs. He's just like, hell no. Nah. I don't want nothing you selling. <laughs> I don't think he was selling. He probably doing more bangs. Doing it. And I'm sure these two, y'all ain't seen it. Oh, this guy's so good. And Monique, you ain't watched the um, Atlanta neither? Mm -mm. It's always out. It's out for the pop culture. It's, it's, it's one of y'all. We know what? We need to have a segment called Pop Culture, and you just rule that because me and Joel won't be watching TV like this. <laughs> right. Vernis be, be you and Vernis. Vernis be having to tell me what to watch. I be having to get direction because I just, it's too much. I'm overwhelmed, and I end up watching the same 
reruns of the same stuff over and over again. TV is it'd be so much. It's so much content out there. It is. Even with new stuff, like it'll be new seasons of Drag Race. I go to the same seasons of two and three. Those are my, those are my go-to seasons. I will, I will watch them seasons like I never watched them before. You play season twelve, bro. So you ten seasons behind. Johnson told us why it was with Teddy Perkins. Oh, that episode was off the chain. He eating that goddamn ostrich egg. That man was creepy. I gotta watch it. And y'all still ain't caught up on Insecure yet, huh? No. Oh my God! We gotta even talk about it. We gotta talk about it. <laughs> oh, we saving that. We saving that for our our watch party. We have to get up on it too. Okay, what's next, y'all? All right. Well, we will actually go into our topic for the evening, which is queer black sex and relationships. Oh, okay. <laughs> So I don't, I, I don't know if I'm the only single one, but oh, I'm, I'm gonna sip my drink before. You ain't gotta be single to be queer and black and engaged in relation. See, you ain't got you. Ain't, they don't okay. have to be, you know, a relationship. You just have relations. I have relations with relations. Uh-huh. Or like the old black people say, coating. You know, the old black folks they say, oh, they over there coating. Right. <laughs> oh, they over there shacking up. Back up, because I don't like people to stay. I, I like you to be gone. Oh, so you don't want to cut her afterwards. You want to wham, bam, thank you, man. They over there hunching on the key. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Oh, you first? You got to talk about, hey, Joel, what about the rest of us, okay? Oh. We're in jail. It's Joel. Hey, y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I heard LA folks. Hey, fam. But yeah, so okay, what about um so say it again? So the first question is, let me see, what do you think the biggest stigma surrounding TLGBQI plus relationships? Damn now, that is so loaded. Mm-hmm. The sub, like the subroots under the umbrella. Like face different things, and it's an open question. If you want to tackle a certain subgroup, we can definitely tackle that because we're gonna be breaking down into different little sets as well. So before we go into subgroups, I think it's important to say that in Black culture, specifically Black culture, there is so much taboo around sex because due to colonialism, queer sex in general due to colonialism, and I think that that's one of the biggest, hugest things that surrounds queer sex, queer dating, and queer relationships, and just queer bodies, period, is that whole uh, push of not only Christianity, but colonialism that sex with the same person is taboo, and then, I mean, the same gender person is taboo, or with someone that is trans is is bad. And then also, not only that colonialism, but also the raping of black men so a lot of in our you know a lot of our ancestors were raped by white men and they called it bucking or um bucking the bucking the what was it called bucking the somebody i forgot how, how what the term is but a lot of the times they that's the way they would get um 
slaves in line or enslaved folks in line is by having sex, you know, with them or sticking stuff in their anus, you know, they would try to humiliate the black man that way. So they taken that from slavery and just use that as a way to be anti-homophobic, anti I mean, anti anti-homo or anti-same gender loving relationships. And then, because rape is all seems to always be about power. Mm-hmm. Most of the points I was about power, whether it's like whatever, wherever you find the diaspora, whether it may be whether it be hetero, bisexual, homo, like normally, like rape is about power. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, the stigma as far as black gay men, definitely the stigma is well, y'all, right, you do not talk about sex that much. Um, growing up, my parents didn't talk to me about it. Um, I remember my parents did sign a permission slip for me to learn about sex. Because I was teaching the they for you to learn about, about sexual, or did they uh, learn for you to learn about health? Um, quick, you know what? That's a great question. So it was just the anatomy of the of the body as far as like puberty and stuff like that. So and health. it was crazy. Yeah, health. <laughs> It was, it was. <laughs> we need to create a difference no, because in no, the South, we don't talk about sex in school or have sex in school. No, just, we have discussion hell. around health. Right. Great. I wonder why they did it so soon. Well, I guess it wasn't so soon. But it was interesting. My, my dad signed off on it. And then after that, um, I think it, I forgot. I probably was 15. He was like some commercial we was watching together as a family, and he said, "Well, he said you, you say because they say hey, you talk to your kids about sex." And he say, "You know, oh my god, oh, it's so amazing! I'm right in front of my son. I will see his grandpa different, but uh, he said, my, my dad signed off on it. And then after that, um, he said, hey, I forgot. Hey, you fucking boy.' And he said, so you know, he said, you know how to rip. He said, you know how to rip your dick, right? And that was the vulgarity, yeah." Well, it's like I'm quite, we're gonna play that play right. I gotta tell you how like it's me. So even though, especially like working in sexual health, it's one thing it's so easy to teach other people, but even like having a conversation with my son, we still have had, we've had more conversations than my parents have had with me, but not like just an in-depth. So but I will say it's easier said than done. Cause no matter and now I think it may be easier with your one child because if and when y'all become parents, I, you understand things a lot different. Because regardless of how big they get, in my mind, in my, I always see him as a four-year-old, like the one that I was taking to pre-K and all of that. So I constantly, regardless of physically how he looks, I'm always picturing him in that. So I think it's kind of hard and we have to make sure we step into reality and be like, hey, because at 14 and 15, yeah, things were different. I feel so confined of what I can say and what I can't say. Yeah, I, know. I know. <laughs> I really should have just took him home. I, I really should have. I was like, all right. <laughs> um, I think the fact that, you know, we don't discuss sexual health in relationships is like a huge part mm. of it. We put, we walk in this space of like unknown just because we know a lot of statistics or data as it relates to queer. Um, the outcomes of queer sex, right? Or what it could look like. And so we just use those things or internalize those things instead of discussing them um, amongst one another or people that we engage in sex week. Like, hey, what's your HIV status? When was the last mm-hmm. time you were tested? Um, 
like they say, but like, do you inspect it before you play with it? Like, because you should. You should. Like, uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. so I think that's one of the stigmas that we don't as as much as our community has a uh, public health investment involved in it. We don't really utilize a lot of the information that is put into that system. But do y'all like do inspection before like you indulge? You better. I do. Do do y'all like do an inspection of of whatever you about to. Be in contact with, but like, do y'all do inspection of it beforehand? Like, we don't say turn the lights on. Like, at first, I was very much. I was like, you know, no, nah, I was nice to be out. Baby, I had one experience, and I was glad somebody said, Hey, turn these lights on. And I was glad that you turned these lights on because. Um, it was it wasn't what it was. I didn't say this. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna learn to penicillin. So, but you can use bathroom then. They got that. Let me this up. We just not gonna use nothing because bitch, we're gonna take precautions. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I think. Oh, I'll suck you Go go ahead, Martin. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Earlier on, I used to like be like, no, no, like keep the lights off. But as I got more comfortable with myself and my body, I'm like, no, nah, I need to keep these lights on, and I need to see what that what that's looking like. Right. Okay. So it's all you. So what you gonna do? I feel like for me, I agree with y'all. I definitely think it's the the sexual aspect, the communication aspect. I also feel like. It's which I think we'll touch on that next. I think it's the one of the biggest misconceptions is the roles that we play in relationships. I think that even though we're TLGBQI, we're queer, I feel like it's still this push to stay within the binary roles within a relationship. So it's to me, I think that it, that's one of the biggest misconceptions is that a relationship, a queer relationship can look like anything. It doesn't have to look like your mom and daddy relationships, but yet so many relationships do. Yeah, these heteronormatives, like, and I know it may look, well, and Monique, maybe you can expound upon that because I know within... Oh, I should got to expand on the head of normalities. Well, no. I'm just... See how they do? <laughs> See how they do? See how they do? No, because I know as far as, like, especially in the Black queer community, as far as, especially, like, Black gay men, it's definitely a lot of um, heteronormatives pushing as far as certain positions. Like, the top needs to be X, Y, Z, the bottom needs to be X, Y, Z, and needs to engage in certain things um, and not engage in certain things. And a lot, a lot of people... And it's different because I'm in certain Facebook groups to where... Certain topics come up because I can tell you, I just with black men like this is that's a big issue. They need to know. They want they want to know who is what, who's gonna be doing what, who's not gonna be doing what, and how they're gonna be doing. But uh, it was posed in a it was just a queer group of all walks of life, all races, and the counterparts basically everybody know I'm black. They were comments were like, "Why does it matter?" Yada yada. This and the other when within the black community for open. Oh, Overall, with black men, you have to either operate under this umbrella or operate under that umbrella. So is it like that, like dealing with 
a lot of um, within the black lesbian community because I've heard certain things as far as like studs can't um, deal with studs. And I've heard something the time, bro, that's gay. I'm like, but you still You're gay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I hate when they do that. Like with friends, be like, no, don't touch my ass. That's gay. Or don't, I don't want to be like, they literally have an entire sector of like butch or stud lesbians that are called touch me nots. What? That do not, yeah, that don't want to be touched. Like they don't want you touching their titties. Don't touch their ass. Don't eat them out. Like there's an entire sector of, Weird. females that don't want that masculine so how, women that don't like that so how, no. okay my, don't touch me not don't touch none of me i'm just touching all of you yeah yeah and then like i think they work good with these it's a sector called pillow princesses so those are the girls that don't give head that just want they pussy ate. So those two work good together because I don't want to be touched, but I want you to eat me out. You know what I mean? That type of shit. So they work great together. But I really think that in all TLGBT, I don't know how to say it like that. I know how to say LGBTQ. I don't know how to say it. No way. LGBT. We can say queer. We can say black queer. Yeah. So I think in queer relationships, misogyny plays such a big like we live in a patriarchal society as well. So all of those roles of, oh, I'm the man, like even in stuff uh, and femme relationships, I'm the man, I, I tell you what to do. And I think a lot of times when, I, and I could just speak for lesbians, as in lesbian relationships, they take sometimes the toxic traits of men or mm. like the toxic things that patriarchy brings. And they're like, oh, I want you to bring me dinner and I want you to clean up and I want you to cook and I want you to, you know, be cute and wear the nails and just do that. And I'm gonna be the man. Like, no, lady, there is no um, The toxic parts and the extreme parts, when they want you to wear the hand and nails, Mm -hmm. are they paying for it? Are they saying, I want you to wear the hand and nails or are they breaking you off for the hand and nails? Nine times out of ten, hell no. <laughs> no, let me tell you something. And we did that turn about show to raise money, and then like with my my gay wife, shout out to um, Eugene Hayes. That's how that's the whole transition back. But it's so much going into like being a feminine girl with the hair, the nails, the makeup, the legs. But let me tell you something. First of all, I love to look at it. Baby, I have way more power and respect for y'all. Like, first of all, the shit is hot, okay? Like, I'll see. I it looks nice on y'all. <laughs> I can't be outside with no. I can't. I can't have no hair like longer than this. Like, hell, fuck now. Then how much the shit like for y'all nails? How much y'all pay for it? Like $50, 50 60 dollars. What? What? <laughs> what? See, I'm basic. You see my nails. I'm basic. I'm like a $50, $60 girl. Yeah. But Jarrell, that's not a $50, $60 girl. That's I haven't girl. seen a fix. I haven't seen a $50, $60 set of nails on myself. It's been years. It's been years. <laughs> because I've been getting mad. I can't go get my manicure, my pedicure with the shellac on my toes. Clear for, uh, it don't need to be no more than $25. Well, you're not paying. Huh? <laughs> but when I go in there, they do it because I always with them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, okay, so I'm yeah, you're not Jerry. Yeah, $25 is too much. My friend, 
come here. Let Please. me talk to I you. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> now he has to use the accent. Yeah, too. And I, I pulled it out before. Because they be like, oh, Lord, I ain't about to get one. But what, yeah, it's a lot. So you want, so they be want a gal to stay laced up, done up, but don't want to pay for That's what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. Okay, skimmies ain't cheap, baby. A lot, I guess a lot, <laughs> man. And then the type of hair you get too, that shit be so high. When I see how much you get paying for these lace fronts and these buttons, like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, then to get mm-hmm. it, oh, man, hell no. Mm-hmm. That's why you gotta do it for yourself. Cause these people, cause I'm not gonna just say niggas, these people be dusty and they don't be worth it. Mm-hmm. So now you can put a wig on after pay. You can get you a little $200 wig and pay in this phone. So how long does they let? I know we, we don't wear all different ways, but how long does they <laughs> Normally. I mean, how just $200 wig. It depends. It depends on how you take care of it. So what's yeah. it depends on how you take care of it. It could depend on are you wearing it out in the heat? Like, are you putting heat on it? it it's so many factors to it. It just depends. Are you, Do you wear it to sleep? Some girls sleep in their wigs. Nah, I'm not doing that. Okay. But let's get a haircut. Haircut ain't more than like forty dollars. Oh, let's get back on top. We can't have to play with. Baby, let's say catch your daughters in the beauty segment, okay? Because this is not it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I would wear that thing till the motherfucking seams come out for two. That's what hair I be showing through. He got braids and shit popping through. Twelve hundred dollars. I need five million to boost the baby. I need you run up in whoever. I ain't saying what. All these books, these boosters ain't worth nothing now because they boosting stuff and still making it, still charging retail prices. You can't trust mm-hmm. boosters now. Like, oh, me. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move on. So next question. Let's talk about the stigma surrounding roles within TLGBQI plus relationships. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of we did look this way because that is like uh, the whole dichotomy of like the touch me nots and things like that. <laughs> because a lot of people are outside of the community to them it all boils down to who's the boy who's the girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, hate when, I hate when like so many because I had straight friends that used to say that oh who the boy who the girl like we, we both mean that's why it's we we'll play rock paper scissors mean right <laughs> this shit don't make no sense to me at all but I think again it all boils down to that patriarchy bullshit yeah. like the man has the most in the relationship. He's supposed to be the one controlling everything. Bullshit. I think it's, it's I think it's a lot of people base it on masculinity. Like who's the most masculine? Whoever's like, we can both have feminine qualities, but if you're more butchered than me, then you're the man. Like, like type shit. And I just, you know, I don't think that's how we should have to live. And don't let colorism play comes to play definitely in black gay man, because if you door skin, nine and ten, I automatically because you even look at the oh lord, I'm having some such a boys right. But even with porn, normally you always see a door skin top, a light skin bottom. Very seldom my friend was telling me this that you don't have too many situations where it's flipped. 
Yeah, because dark skin, while it's also people see the people with dark skin as a threat, dark skin is also looked at as security. Mm-hmm. So the darker looked at is going to be more people will probably people will be less possible to approach him with anything negative or try to um, attack him or assault him because dark skin is appears to be masculine or a, a point of authority or, or things of that. We have to criticize from even like you speaking about like um plantation, the whole Mandigo stereotype. Like it's always a door skin book that you want to listen to way more than be you agree. I definitely think if it is when it comes to porn, if it is someone that's dark skinned, they usually are. If it's queer porn, they usually are fetishized or it's interracial. It's never reversed in terms of the role. So I completely agree. Yeah, I think, I don't think it's just like bringing up the whole BBC thing of how like people of other ethnicity groups following your inbox or just they see a bl- BBC for those who don't know. Oh, Google it. Um, <laughs> they, uh, you know, they follow your inbox with asking for things just because you, know? you are a person of darker skin or you are a person of African descent. And it's just like, and, and that's all I am to you because when Black Lives Matter roll around, we sure don't see you out here marching, but you show mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I love Black penis, so Black Lives Matter. They really went out there and hit on their signs and people like, I'm not promoting. Well, at least they was honest. Because the rest of the girls are just more chopping your inbox and it's it. They came out there with them signs like that was cute. Bitch, if you don't get the fuck on, girl. What the sign uh, say, y'all? What the sign say? I like black penis, so black lives matter. Wow. I, I want mixed babies, so black black lives matter. Oh. Wow, the fetish, fetishizing and the fetishization of black bodies is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It is. And, and, so, and we're going to talk about fetalization. I also have an issue with how black queer men fetalize black trans men. Because that is an issue. Oh my God, that is a on, like, that, that is like a something as that is recent that has really been really was discovering this. It was very, I don't know. I didn't realize it like a thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's a very big thing. It's, I find that out. How black cisgender heterosexual men fetishize black trans women. I see cis, cis black queer men do it to black trans men all the time. I'm talking about, and they have no regard for it. It's like, oh yeah, I know I'm doing it and it's okay. Mm. Oh, we actually have a question from Jaime. Hey, Jaime, do you think that the binary has to do? Or the queer, I guess the queer obsession with binary also has to do with religious upbringing as well. The whole thing was Adam and Eve, and one was a male and one was a woman. So the whole thing kind of started from a binary standpoint. And we look at things a lot of times from a very binary standpoint. And I noticed that um, during the quarantine, a lot of people was doing work with trans people. But they were only looking for trans women and trans men. They were looking for nobody who exists outside of the binary, and that's a part of the trans spectrum. Okay. 
I think colonialism gave Black folks Christianity and we took it and we decided that we were going to use those systems and sometimes uh, that system can be a system of oppression and it has oppressed uh, Black queer folks for so long um, and a lot of people have not only church hurt behind it but a lot of people saw and see that as the end all be all so with the whole Adam and Eve deal they feel like you know, it was good for them, it should be good for me. And so folks try to fit inside of that binary. I think it all is a system of oppression. I'm sorry. It was a book that was written by white people, by some white people that enslaved us. And it told us that we wasn't human and we was three-fifths. But we supposed to follow this book as law. And I just, I don't understand it. But then y'all want to hurl the book and we hurl it at each other. Like, it just, it baffles me. And then when queer people turn around and sling the Bible, that makes even less sense. Mm-hmm. I don't think I like colonial or homes. They're quite nice. <laughs> really nice. I like Lando, baby. Oh. That's we had this is I'm making my son watch Roots, the remake. Bless his it. heart. And uh, we were talking about, because, you know, the remake starts off in Africa first before um, the Atlantic slave trade thing, how it plays into them. But we were talking, I was teaching him about how Christianity became a part of the African-American experience and how it was taught. Because you know, move, um, they're praying to, um, within their tribes, as far as dealing with the ancestors, and then they have, like, a lot of um, Muslim references, and I don't think, and that's another thing, y'all, please make sure, whether it be your kids, your nieces, your nephews, your cousins, inquire with them, have conversations about what they're learning, because the fact that there's a conversation that I had to have with him when he's a freshman going to 10th grade was baffling to me, because I'm thinking, this is something that they're teaching all in school, but they're not. But then I didn't learn about the Wall Street um Mask, Black Wall Street mask until I want to say like two or three years ago. Yeah. They never it's, all, it's all about where you go to school, the kind of books that the people buy mm-hmm. and things like that, but we'll get into that another time. Yes. So what's next? Alright, so next question. Stigma surrounding cisgender hetero men and trans women or trans women relationships. Oh. Oh, God. I want to hear Joelle's take on this. Um, let me read, let me read the stigma. Um, did you say, let me get my speech? Yeah, (laughs) let me, I'm like, let me (laughs) reread the question to give myself a couple of seconds. I think that the biggest stigma is that it, the relationships don't exist. Like, I think that's the biggest stigma. Like, we just out here some asexual beings that nobody wants, and we just floating through life, and we just get old and die, and don't no man want us. Like, it baffles me when I people are shocked at like. And I mean, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to, you know, toot my own horn, but. I can get my pool of niggas. I mean, can I say niggas? Are we allowed to say that in all Black Lives Matter in this climate? But no. No. <laughs> I could, I could get my, I could pull niggas. I 
pull niggas when I'm looking raggedy at work and I pull niggas outside of work, but it baffles me because people are always shocked that somebody of trans experience or even somebody that is TGNC period, that they have a dating life or they have, they're able to date and date pretty. I mean, we can hold our own just as much as anybody else. So I feel like that to me is the biggest stigma. Like even like when I'm around hetero cisgender people and somebody tries to holler at me or talk to me, they be so shocked. And I'm like, why? I look better than you. So why are you shocked that I'm pulling? Because I trust me, the only reason I'm not pulling more is because of what people think about y'all. It's not because of my level of attractiveness, but that's something else for, for that time. But I mean, to me, that's the to me that's the biggest stigma. I think mm-hmm. that it's this notion that because we say this shit every year, that and I hate that it's it's twenty twenty. We still got to say this shit about how trans women are not out here tricking men because motherfuckers still think that trans women out here tricking cisgender men into thinking they're women. When this nigga knew what was up, when he started walking up to the car or saw sis at the gas pump or saw her go in the store or saw her at the park hanging out with her friends, this nigga knew what was up way then. I have been in, in, in places with trans women who have met guys and like in a hurry, like, okay, you know, give me a number. And I'm going to text you. I'm going to text you. And then as soon as they get in the car and drive off, they let them know what's going on. So it's not this notion of that. And I was on a podcast last week, y'all. I definitely want to go into this. I was on a podcast last week, and I had to, with a black cis heterosexual man and three black cis queer men, and I had to list the cis heterosexual men and the older black queer men know that trans women or women and men who date them are are heterosexual. Or, or because they date trans women. And if they stop dating trans women, it's not like they're going to go date a man. They're going to still go date another woman because they're attracted to femininity. And he was like, who's saying the men are straight anyway? Oh, wow. And then some kind of way, the cisgender man asked me about my bottom anatomy, okay? On live in front of everybody. And he thought it was appropriate. Mm-hmm. So if you so this is the kind of stuff that that black like I do say that black men do, um, but this is the kind of stuff that cis heterosexual men do that's just not okay that foster more stigma or prejudice or bias or put harm on trans people because we make this this uncomfortable situation for people who date trans people to feel like it's not okay. We base people trans experiences solely on their anatomy without doing adequate research because his whole thing was, well, you out here saying that trans women are women, but there still ain't been no meetings of the minds to uh, confirm this. So I asked him, well, hell, who in charge of the meetings of the minds? Because I booked the shit right now. Yeah. I was confused. Meetings of the minds. Me too. I'm confused. Cisgender women haven't. There hasn't been a meeting of the mind between cisgender women and trans women for cisgender women to say that heterosexual. I mean, that for cisgender women to say that trans women are women. Then he first of all, who am I? First of all, who am I as a cisgender woman 
to tell someone else about their body. Then he goes into say and how biology and science is what defines womanhood and manhood. So I said, if, when you saying that, then you just made your last point like stupid because if that's the case, then a cisgender woman still couldn't go and tell a trans woman that she, if she was a woman or not because she's not biology or science. She's just a fucking person. Were they, and, black? Were they black? Yes. Yeah, they told them, so science also said that you were less than human not too long ago. Actually, within y'all probably generation, Science said that y'all motherfuckers was was less than human. So are we gonna? Wh which is it? Like, come on, we're not gonna we're we're not gonna go there. Well, anyway, somebody says we're gonna play, we're gonna play, we're gonna talk about science. Hot, not too long ago, they deemed that being queer was a mental illness. Did they not? Mm -hmm. So my thing, like, mm -hmm. like the airport, you gonna stand and go in the evening, like, You can't do both. You can't do both. So it was interesting to me that I had to educate a older black. Queer men are the worst ones. Very missile, and then like this, this this guy who people are saying, well, he's he's trying to be a more understanding, and he's trying to learn. Oh, but yeah. how are you trying to learn? But at the same time, you carrying a bias. At mm -hmm. the same time, right. you still telling trans women, I'm trying to learn, but until I figure the shit out, you still a man. Right. That ain't okay. <laughs> that's what makes. That's what helps me operate in life. That's not okay. I'm so confused. I'm so. Me too. Because if anybody had flipped it around on them, oh my God, oh, I mean, they would have a stroke. I mean, literally. Like, I'm just, I'm so baffled. But they expect us to have their back. Pride and male privilege. Why can't we be proud and being proud and being mean? Wow. Okay. So I really know what kind of energy you leave me with. We'll talk about this off. Okay. Fine. okay. You know what? That would be the type of people that I don't even care to educate because some people already have it in their mind that trans people are not folks and they're not people anyway. So I don't even try to have those type of conversations. You know, I love my dad, right? Love him down. But my dad is very transphobic. So I do not have trans people of trans experience around him, period. Because I don't want him misgendering people and I don't want him being... um verbally abusive because to me that's violence when you misgender a person that is straight up violence on a trans body and i'm not gonna have that around me and so folks like that folks like my dad and for other folks like that i just don't even try i don't because there's no hope so i just be like whatever i just will not allow you to misgender in front of me and nor will i allow you around people that i love that I identify that way so and i haven't even tried um, because that was their thing too, Will. Because I was, he was like, oh, and then you sound so angry. I'm like, dude, I'm not angry. This is quite funny to me that I have to have this conversation because I was literally laughing on the live. And I had to explain to him that trans people are not here to prove nothing to you. We're not here to get your approval, your acceptance, your none of that. Because trans people have been existing far, far be uh, long before this and they will continue to exist after this. And the fact of the matter is, Cis heterosexual men still gonna fuck at the end of the day. Yeah. So I don't need your approval. Sis is not looking for your approval. She really don't give a damn. It's just y'all wanna have a conversation about it. So I entertain it. But at the end of the day, he's still gonna fuck. John said the whole He's still gonna be straight. So gonna be straight, sis. <laughs> John said the whole conversation was confusing and I was so glad that you were there. Not holding back. Jen, if you want to put the name of their podcast in the comment section, oh you're welcome to know. Because I want to know. Me too. I want to go listen. I 
I want to go yeah. listen. I, I heard to y'all via the thing. It was quite interesting, oh, and wow. it was just it was just like. And then some of the rationales for like some of the people who was on there, it was like, well, if trans people want to stop dying, they need to uh get they uh gender markers and get they uh get their anatomy changed. Well, first of all, how much is you putting in on this shit? Yeah. it ain't cheap. Uh huh. You know, SRS for surgery is, is like $150 boot, and that's oh, for anesthesia. If we want black men to stop dying, what do they need to stay in the house? Because I'm trying to get this logic. I'm trying to... Yeah. <laughs> I guess they need to get their skin bleached. They want you to assimilate, but they don't want to have to be forced to assimilate themselves. It's their privilege. That's the whole thing. I feel like in dealing with part of Part of the thing about being a trans woman woman is when you're dealing with black men who ideally should be the one that loves you the most and that has your back the most, they are the one that cause you so much grief. It doesn't matter whether they're cisgender, gay, straight, it, it doesn't matter. Like it, they're the ones that literally cause you the most grief. It baffles me. It baffles me. But we're supposed to love them, have their back, be on the front lines, fighting these battles. No, 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 sir. I will not. Mm -mm. I'm giving you what you give me. And no one can say anybody's wrong for it. Like, no, I will not. And I will still fuck. I surely will. I will. Yeah, it was such an interesting conversation. Like, I literally, it was, it was like, I have to get off of here. Um, I, well, I appreciate the space. Um, and, you know, being able to go in there and sharing dialogue about the experience where well, I was there, thought I was going to be there to talk about Ayanna Dior, but that kind of took a, a turn for the worse too, because he was like, well, I don't think she was getting out ass because she was trans, because they were still calling her a woman of this, this, this. I think it was more so because of what she did. But what I didn't get to ask the man that I wanted to know the question from him was, even if we remove her being trans from the whole situation, right? And she was getting her ass with by these group of people. So you okay with 30 plus men beating on a woman? So now I have a bigger issue. Yeah. In addition <laughs> to, and here's another thing, because on, on woke book and on woke Twitter, you have some, some of these quote unquote, so conscious um, cis black women that was calling out these men. There was cis black women in that video punching that girl too. Yeah. So my and thing that didn't say anything. And so they was calling her girl. I mean, if you beat my ass, you call me a unicorn. You still beat my ass. That's not stopping, that's not stopping like the physical harm that's coming to me. John, I'm glad that you was watching and I had someone else to know that I'm I was not crazy. Oh, shout out for, to Ashley. Shout some... out to Asia. Thank you for joining us. Okay, come on, Miss Asia. Miss Ace, you just missed me. I just finished my drink. I'm going to go grab another one for you. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you was there because I, I can have somebody who can account for like what was really going on and what I was experiencing in real time. Because on my end, it was like, am I, is this reality? Is this like real? Where are they from? Um, different places. I'm not sure where everybody's from. I know two of them, I think, was from D.C. And then one of them was from here. And I'm not sure where the other guy was from. Um, it was well, just I think they said it best on polls when uh, Blanca was talking to one of her sons and she was just like, as a black gay man, you know, you're lowest on the totem pole and you got to keep your foot on someone else's neck. Like, there's somebody that, like, because you feel like you're lowest, then you're going to come and put your foot on black trans women necks. And I think a lot of time, that's what happens in LGBTQ circles and queer circles. They feel like a lot of times cisgender gay black men feel 
um, down on themselves. And so they feel like they have to make someone lower than themselves. And let's be real within the black queer community. Like I like within the black community, how the cis heterosexual black man is all I is our version of the white man. Within the black queer community, that's very much the cis black gay man. Mm-hmm. But Judd is saying like so in, in the conversation that was what they were saying because black women was jumping in or cis women was jumping in, then it couldn't have been a trans issue because women was fighting her too. Yeah, women can't be transphobic. So cisgender women can't be transphobic. <laughs> yeah, it was such an interesting conversation. Yeah, really not. Yeah. I think I think cis I think cisgender women I think play a huge role in the phobia of trans women and the experience. They do. They do. They do. It's like how dare you pick somebody who wants to be a woman? Over it, my whole issue with black cisgender women is. You can always tell how they feel about gender, gender expression, anything. You can tell when it comes to a fucking cisgender straight man. As soon as it comes to a man is between y'all, a black cisgender woman will show her true color. Like, first off, it was like, it's a competition. Like, they are so, because they feel like black men are threatened and an endangered species, they are so quick to hop up for these raggedy ass niggas that they will immediately show their transphobia and their inner misogynoir. And it, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Like they get on my nerves with that. Don't nobody want that broke ass, raggedy ass nigga who's still gonna fuck. He's still gonna fuck. He'll go home with you and still fuck. I know he will, sis. I know he will. That's how they do. That's how they do. Hey, you want to know what's so interesting about that? We may need to have a whole little girl session of uh, in living colors because on some real stuff, like they do that even when it's just like between girlfriends. Like you, like if it's two cisgender girls, they'll fall out over a dude. Or if you see her dude doing something, you can't tell another black woman about her man because she'll swear that you want him. You know, it's a whole, we can talk about that all day. You know, you never talk about a woman's kids or her man, baby. You know, mm-hmm. It's so frustrating because it's like, girl, first of all, first of all, first of all, if he likes trans women, he likes trans women. It's a prep, like, that's what he likes. And girl, we can keep it 100, we can keep it above 50. Girl, it's no competition, girl. He's not going to want you. I'm still going to fuck he's still going to call me later. It's just like, we're not even pressed or bothered. We're just trying to, trans black women, we're trying to make it through the fucking day without getting murdered. We're trying to make it through without getting fucking fired, without getting fought, without getting followed home, without getting assaulted. We're just trying to make it through the day. We are not pressed with stealing these raggedy ass, hotep ass niggas. We're not like... (laughs) We're literally not. These men are seeking us. We're not seeking them. Trust. It's just, it's so frustrating. Like, it just goes back to, because I'm going to bring it back to the question. It goes back to my biggest, the whole biggest stigma is that Black, cisgender, hetero men don't want trans women. And like, like you said, Bernie, say, like, we trick them. And no, no. Trust me, they want a black trans woman. They gonna find a black trans woman. They know where to look. They know where the girls are. 
They're gonna get them. Not at all. Not at all. This is mm-hmm. not their first time at the rodeo. Mm-hmm. And the rodeo it was- might have been shut down due to Corona, but they were still riding. Trust and believe. Trust. They were still riding. Yeah, they, they, y'all definitely need to do a little color, a little colors on Facebook. Because I do see that just even in other Facebook groups that's predominantly decision to black women. Oh, then again, that comes out of having my son. Like the need to have to critique someone or criticize someone just based off first content. Like, what, what about that is fulfilling you? Like me saying, oh, look at him. Oh, she ain't out. She, she all right, but look at her hair. Or you know, she all right, but she ain't this or she ain't that. Like, what is the need to tell somebody down to make you build up? This says a lot about your self esteem. Cause this is my thing, and I ain't saying I'm baby. I, I because I got my issues. If we all got pain. But the last thing I'm gonna do is walk in the room, be trying to size up a dude, trying to see where he, where's the deficit. Because at the end of the day, however I feel about myself, after I've pointed that out, I'm still gonna feel the same way about myself. But what is the need for me to point out something else? It's not gonna hide my insecurities or my flaws. I just want people just to like, just get off it, man. Damn. And then I did. I guess they be doing all that because that's on some pick me shit. And you got you got some you got some um black sis. Gave me to do that same shit. Want to tell down the next person just because you want to be appealed to a motherfucker who don't even honestly want you. I want you at that moment, but still gonna go back to the same one. Have y'all ever seen this shit? Because I've yeah. seen many times people they didn't read and what. How many times have y'all dealt with somebody that when y'all was together? I'm, I'm gonna bring y'all back. Uh, this is for Fair album. She said when we were together, was it? We were together. You told me everything that you like, didn't like it. Then you went out and got exactly that type. Like, I mean, how many times have we seen somebody or ex of ours or seen somebody else ex tear down somebody? Then after they ain't no longer dealing with that, dealing with their person, they end up going to miss the same person who they said was nasty, was ugly, was underway, mm-hmm. overway, now and then. Like, baby, come on. And then the idea of of. of having things to attract people uh-huh. necessarily right so it's in the lgbt culture there's this thing like you have to have nice cars and mm-hmm. nice apartment. like everybody want to stay in lofts and townhomes and and things like that right that's the new thing and, and of course the girls want houses too but everybody want to stay in lofts and townhomes because it signifies like you have some type of coin right and then everybody wants to have bmws and mercedes and infinity trucks and g-wagons and all of these things because that means you have some kind of statue. But all of those things are really tools to just attract people. And that's not to say that people can't have nice things, some things to, to signify their accomplishments or who they mm-hmm. are in life, right? Of course I want a fucking house. Of course I want a nice car, but I want that for me. But we experience that a lot where people run out and go get these things so they can compete mm-hmm. with the next person or to be more desirable. The only thing, the crazy thing about that, because even while you have all of that, you you got all the glitz and glamour, glamour and glitter to attract those people, baby, you have to question yourself, would they still be here if I didn't have this shit? Because even when they person, and here's my thing, but I'm body positive, I'm like, hey, listen, it's your body, you post it how you want to on social media. However, but you already given all that you got and play all your cards on deck. What else do you got? And so when you've already did that, 
because you can do all of that and they still gonna go out and get that individual. They still go somebody house and fuck them on the air mattress. I promise you they will. I promise you. So all of um everything that you have and what you offer, like that's not gonna keep them at home. And baby, you thinking net, you think it's something so good about any office on your body that's gonna keep them home, but you need to get you a new gimmick. Debbie said um, um she said the men are killing trans women, but black cis women are raging the campaign against trans women. Oh, wow. And I think that's a, a valid point because a lot of the education mechanisms that are passed down from from adult to kid his from from adults to kids is passed down from from mother to child, and so a lot of the things around, not to say that parents sometimes dads dark parents, but a lot of the parenting usually comes from moms, and so um, moms can breed homophobia and transphobia and bigotry mm-hmm. and implicit bias and microaggressions into their kids. Oh, insecurity. Oh, All this shit is learned behavior. Mm-hmm. It is. Too. Because again, like, I had the conversation with my son about critiquing certain people. You see him on TV. But um, 15, my 10 years from now, he's five. So all this shit is nature and nurture. Like, you have to witness that personality trait and witness that to feel as though that's okay for that to be your default. So the shit, again, it always goes on. But you get to a point to, especially when you get up and become an adult, like you have to be able to realize and have accountability that I may need to learn certain, uh, certain shit, certain types of behaviors, because we've all had to do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not, I have not always been this person. I don't say some hurt and harmful things to people, right? But it's also um, what you learn, it's also a, the change behavior that you take upon that because people just can't say I change without showing any active action or specific change behaviors. And it's also how you educate and the things that you you start to um, instill in the communities going forward. And how you respond. Don't, like, if you're wrong, it's okay to say you're wrong. People be quick to say, oh, I'm human. I'm human, but that's part of me. So you might I'm What's the next one? Okay, so next, stigma surrounding sex positivity and safe sex, which we hit on a little at the beginning. Who want to start on this? Why you looked at me? Because y'all, you know, this ain't my conversation. Well, I'm about to you say, know. I'm about to put really, y'all. And y'all got a verse, you get a couple, we talk about sex and all that like this. You know, this is um, my conversation. So, right? sex positive. It's mine. It's the mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some sex, baby. And I love talking about it. Because, um, I, I love talking about it and all of that. So, yeah. I think talking sex, about it, doing it, hey. Period. Period. Oh, check all boxes. I'm about to leave y'all in here and go in the other room, child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
how it's good because again, this is so interesting. Because like, look, I'm sex positive, whole positive, hey, shit. And it's so interesting we have this conversation because like this conversation is between these past couple of days. My son's been with me. We've had this conversation. Even about slut shaming, since somebody you know she's a slut, she's all, again. What is the need to dictate what somebody does with their body? Mm. Like, what is the need to tell somebody? Down a lot of shit still ain't changed, even though like they say Gen Z are way more progressive. They ain't that much progressive. They still doing shit like in high school. Slush Because let me tell you this: a lot of people that's make like that, that are making these comments, regardless of how old they are. First of all, they don't know how they were conceived or how they got there. That's number one. Because you can't call nobody a whole or a slip when you don't know how many people they've been with. And then what happens when that number is more than yours? Ooh, so then we all keeping count of people numbers. I'm just saying, like, like when you sit down there and then keep texting, mm. oh damn, some so of make... right? Okay. Well, I, my thing is, is how you hating on the club when you can't get in? That's it. That is it. Because you want to say I'm just a bachelor looking for a partner, so you have a bachelor partner, a bachelor partner until you made it. Because here's the thing: a lot of y'all sitting up there wishing, hoping, and praying, subscribing to all these, um. Mother love quotes and all the all these shit. Um, talking about how to keep a man and get a man. When baby, you doing all of that and still end up in the same result. You up there cooking and cleaning and washing. Baby, I ain't going out with your friends because oh my man gonna do this. He may think of me. Ooh, talk oh. about how pizza man is better than no man. Yeah, I wish the rest in peace, better. Why you got me? So <laughs> a pizza man is better than no man at all. Let me tell you, something. you a fool in your face. Let me tell you something. If you do end up telling somebody, if you've only had, and I, I'm not pushing nobody into sex, but however, I can tell you this: you would prefer to have sex with a partner that's more experienced than inexperienced. Cause ain't nothing worse when it comes to oral sex, any kind of sex with a motherfucker. They ain't got no stroke game. Don't know how to receive nothing. Don't know how to eat. Don't know how to lick nothing. Well, my thing is, is that uh, these these niggas and these bitches ain't shit. And hey, I mean, I you got one, you got one life to live. Hey, I'm here for I'm here for a, a good time, not a long time. I mean, I'm gonna keep it safe. But I'm gonna have a good time. I mean, it's just I don't and, and who gives? Don't nobody need to know what goes on in my bedroom. Like that's what keeps me looking young and feeling young. Like I'm not about to be stressed out by one nigga. No, if God wants me to have three niggas, then twelve it is. I mean, that's what's gonna go. Oh that's what's gonna happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Say in the Bible, with two or more touching the grave. Hey, I mean, I'll be the same hoe that be at a party and kiss three girls and be dancing on some stud and then fuck some nigga. I mean, that's just, hey, I, my thing, I feel like the biggest misconception is you can't be sex, like you can't be black in sex positive. You can't be black in love in proclaim that you love sex and you're free-spirited when it comes to your body. I feel like they, it just, it annoys me because I'm like, well, white people can do it. White bitches can do it. Like, and they not even interested in doing it. Like, that's just, to me, that's the biggest misconception. Like, it's nothing wrong with fucking as many men as or women or doing whatever I want is so long as I'm not putting nobody's life in danger. Consent is consensual. Yes. Consent is important. 
Or the massage noir on black women bodies, period. Because people want us to be a freak and freak nasty in the bedroom and they want you to suck and slob and lick and all that stuff in the bedroom. But then they don't want you to have no sex and have only had sex with them and be like a pure version. Like, how the hell am I supposed to do all that? Plus not be sexually experienced. What the fuck? Where niggas be like, I want you to please me, but you're not going to do it, so I can't get nothing out of it. So, no. You want a hair doctor, but a hair doctor go to school. Uh, You want a master's in hair doctorate, but you're not going to do anything? I don't understand. Y'all better remember what Petey Pablo said in Freaking League. He wants that lady to do all kind of shit, but he just wants to lay there because he don't like to work too hard. Okay. (laughs) You got some like that. I'm all power see. But let me tell you, because then, you know, that, that leads to all another conversation. Let's just say you're not extreme. And then one thing you think you might be doing right, you're not doing right. So you're I think, look, I question somebody like it's a motherfucking job interview for the CIA. I'm sorry, what's your qualifications? What do you do? What do you like to do? What positions do you do? Oh, you just you just want some head? No, I'm good. Mm-mm. Thank you, Joey. Let me tell you something. Because I had a conversation with one of my friends not so long ago. And they said that, oh, well, you know, sometimes all I want to do is just say, listen, baby, to each his own. You know, I'm not going to knock you for what you do. But baby, like, in my days when I'm up there just, you know, enjoying my bachelorhood, I'm not about to sit up here, get, I'm talking about, because baby, when it goes down, I'm getting the hospital clean. I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about smelling good, feeling good, all it. I ain't about to get out of there, get in my car, just to go over there for some oral sex. I'd be damned. I'd be damned. You can do it at home. I swear to God, you can. You can get the same sensation. You I'm know. just like, so you want me to be do a back bend, do a back flip with splits, and then crawl on the ceiling and go back to the future and make you come six times, but you just want to lay there? And you want to come to my house? And then don't let you know, Oh, and they want a meal, sis. Don't forget the meal. They want some water. <laughs> but here's the thing. What about another conversation? But they, they didn't did all this. Because what two of my good sisters say they, they didn't deal with two dudes. They deal with because they, they subscribe to um they identify as um father. Oh, that well, never mind me towards the end. We have enough. But anyway, so they said they got to do all this. They do all this regimen, get cleaned, die, get hospital clean, FDA approved, and all that. And then they go over there, and then the dude, half ass, want to go wash his ass, receive a shit like that. And I'm like, come on now. But then again, because in the black community, we promote collectively toxic masculinity. When you got some of these dudes on social media, don't want to wash their ass, don't want to wipe their ass with wipes and shit because they're gay. Do you want her to go down there to suck, suck your thing, to be up there by your balls sweating all day. You ain't washed your ass, wiped your ass, and they supposed to be attracted to you. Some about that just supposed to be like, oof. That's why I get bust out my CIA application. I need six to ten pictures. What's your nails dirty? I need a close-up. I need another picture. Uh-uh. What's going on? Let me let me examine because uh-uh, we're not doing that. But you expect you expect Beyonce, but you looking like Chris Rock from fucking New Jack City. The fuck? No. Yeah, nah. Uh-uh. 
Yeah, we definitely need to have like more conversation about sex positivity and what that looks like. Because like y'all don't know what y'all doing. Like y'all don't know how to act, put on the condom correctly. A lot of y'all, if you do choose condom, a lot of y'all don't know. Y'all using the wrong lubricants. It's all type of stuff that you do. Okay, y'all using spit. They too. Now ain't no wrong with licking it first. <laughs> Let's be clear. Oh, you got to lick it before you stick it. That's how, that's my motto. Y'all using lotion and bath lotion, or... Vaseline, or something. I ain't using nothing at all. Uh-huh. I think that it's also people are scared to say what they want and what they like. Like there's so much because, especially in the black community, we're taught to not speak about sex and we're not taught to have we're not taught to have this open dialogue about sex when we become adults we're scared to speak about what we want so we letting anybody just come and have bad sex horrible sex rape like sex and we're so scared to speak about what we what our body enjoys like we're scared to actually enjoy sex like we're taught that sex is only for procreation when no, we can enjoy it. Oh, and that sex is only between a man and a woman. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's positive. So, yeah, we need to do a better job with um, the next generation teaching our youth uh, owning their sexuality because there's, you're a product of sex. Ten times, by the time the ten is coming to six, because I don't know how I don't know if I've ever ran into any um people who were conceived in a petri dish, but I do know a lot of people who are products of coming to six. So they probably like, had a you know people don't know how to put condoms on. I will come across a lot of people don't know how to pick the pick condoms on. Maybe they're a product of condom seepage. Maybe they they too because again once. And we had this conversation. My son and I, I made sure that he knew how to put on the condom correctly because I never had that conversation with my dad. Just assume that you knew how to put it on. And then on top of that, a lot of men like to come to bed with magnums, knowing they don't need no magnums. Let me say something. Your magnum, if you put it on, supposed to be clear, not white. Okay? When you put it on, it needs to be clear, not white. If it's joy to white, it ain't for you. And it's okay. You didn't spill it out enough. <laughs> All right, so the next topic, which is still along the same line, sex faux pas, queer sex myths and misconceptions. Maybe we can just do one each that we've heard. <laughs> oh, so I would say a, a misconception because I definitely want to clear this up. So there's been this, Lord, this is about to be sorry, Dennis. Um, so this whole creaming thing is not real. I know. Like, oh, you know, Trey done fucked Miss Mama stupid. She done creamed. Yeah, no, no. Oh, you have been damaged. Mm-hmm. That is not okay that your body is doing that. That means something inside of you have been ruptured. Pretty much, you need to go to the emergency room. Something inside of you have been ripped or ruptured. That is not and baby, they will owe you dolls, especially since black gay men like this sister. Oh no, I naturally get with no, you don't know you your body, don't. you don't know no, your body, you don't you do don't. your don't. No, you don't. So it just doesn't natural. Wow, y'all no. teaching me something here. <laughs> I know that. Like say, no, sis, that's not okay. They they want it to be oh. in the vagina and it's not thick. 
It is like this. The doctor said, let's get rid of No, the name that they told you, they told you that. And because it's producing, because you're attracted, because you got some leaks, because you go get some seeds to buy. So it ain't supposed to queef and all that? No, no, it's gonna make the noise. Now, of course, but like I'm in just, the office, like you make noise, but I'm talking about naturally getting wet, how vaginas naturally get wet once they're stimulated. You'll be watching the Butch Queen porn, so sis, because I, I know we talked about this. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. I watch it as well. I'm a porn connoisseur. Queen porn, sis, but they are not supposed to be doing all that. You're not supposed to have all that music. Oh. That means something inside of you have been ruptured or ripped. Now you done messed up my board watching because I be, I be like, oh, look at her. She get wet. I don't like, I don't like the angles that be all up in there like that. So I don't, I mean, look, I hate watching it because this don't even look natural. Now they do have lube shooters to where you can lubricate the um, rectum. Yeah, they call backsliders. The yeah, bitch queens but, like that. But you got some people also. Because they can use a backslide and black backslide at the same time. <laughs> Now, if they are, like, let's say, now, Monique, you watch a lot of group scenes and group six now. They may have some scenes with someone, like, ejaculated in them, and then another person, and then another person. Well, then they use that as, as lube, and then that's not lube. Yeah. No, but it ain't even that. They just be, it just be two of them. I ain't gonna say his name. But oh, he, be having, he be having a lot of sex with a lot of trans men. I think you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I be watching him. But I also be. Oh, I was about to say a name, but <laughs> <laughs> he ain't giving us no promo, so I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna say his name. Is he bald? <laughs> Are we talking about the same one? Uh, you no, he not bald. He got hair. When she talking about the one with them locks, the tall door. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I watched that one too. <laughs> I but I saw him. I saw people be attractive men. So wherever there's an attractive man, I don't care. I'm an equal opportunist. I'm ashamed of y'all. Mm-hmm. Why? Oh, okay. See. Y'all some heathens. See. <laughs> I've let it be activism or like anything stigma, transphobia, but you can't stop my mom. We get on this subject. <laughs> Oh, oh, Southern Bell, She's such a Southern lady, like, I can't. <laughs> we wretched as hell. No, I've been waiting for this topic for weeks, and every time it's always an issue. I'm like, look, what? Well, that's what happened when you don't have these conversations at an early age. Then you be, oh, I won't do that. But, but I promise you, behind closed doors, normally it's always a different situation. I ain't saying. I bust it wide open. But I'm saying normally when it's like that, it'd be a different situation. We're going to have to ask Mr. Thug, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. What was the next question? Other question? So, okay. Does anybody have any other queer sex myths and sex faux pas? Oh, I hate when people say, why do you date, um, why do you date women that dress like men? You might as well get a man. And it's like, no sense. Like when them clothes come off, these studs, butches, AGs, whatever you want to call them, be having better like physique. Okay. Them bodies be bright, big titties, big ass. Coochie on fleek, like they be right. 
they be right. <laughs> Bird is okay. <laughs> I cannot. Everybody appreciate that, that like that the roll portion. Ooh. Like, they be fine, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. That's what it's about. Sex positivity. Because don't you like it when they when they come out their clothes and then they me do the hydraulic before he who you talking to a I'm just I'm just talking in general. I'm not saying nobody. Who, you know, who doing hydraulic? If it don't apply, I let it fly. <laughs> who bless? Wow, like well, well, you're right. You're right. Who? You cause you're right. I, I'm just I'm just here. But since <laughs> one, I feel like one sex faux pas with black. I feel like with black. I guess in the black queer community, it's just experimenting and having fun with sex. I mean, I had my fair share of sexual experiences. I mean, and it. I feel like when I've talked about them with people, I talk about them like I'm bored with them. Like it's just a science project and people be so amazed, but it's like, so y'all ain't never want to have sex with five niggas out or like, I mean, or do, I mean, it is, that's what you do in your twenties. I don't understand. Like, I don't, I just feel like being black and queer we still hold on to these black, straight, Christian beliefs. And I'm sorry, but I'm gonna get my life. And I- When the clothes come off, okay? Joelle has done a lot of some, some nasty shit. So I don't, hey, I feel like people could use some nasty sex in their life. Maybe it would really help them out. Yeah, you might be. You, I mean, hell, it's definitely a stress relief. Don't forget to make sure you put it right there. Send me more questions or comments, testimonials about the conversation. No sex faux pas. We got we got a couple more before we wrap it up. All right. Well, the next question is: What does safe sex mean to you? Mm. Hold on, I'm gonna take a call. Yeah. Hmm. Safe sex. It's a deep voice, y'all. So, <laughs> I'll say all sex is good sex as long as it's healthy and consensual. And so, for me, safe sex is um safe where you feel protected safe that's consensual and also safe uh sex that makes you feel um in enjoyable sex that's the word so enjoyable sex safe that makes you feel protected and also sex that is consented for me yeah, I'm pretty much um, co-signing it. I would just say, uh, so they, I mean, I like the term safer sex because there's so many different tools inside that toolbox that may work for you. It may not work for everybody. It kind of doesn't work for everybody. However, you do have an option to prep. Um, you know, so there's so many different things. Some some people, it's just all about doing it, but you definitely consider it's important and make sure it's enjoyable. Do not be engaged because there's a whole other thing. And then y'all can co sign, let me know. But I think 
a lot of people are willing to do certain things just based off the fact that they're attracted with somebody and end up in compromising situations they don't necessarily feel good physically or emotionally. And I'm like, if you in there and it's not feeling good, but you just so in draws because you got this individual that looks like how you want them to look at you when say nothing. And nobody is fine enough for me to compromise some sex. I just, I, well, maybe I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. I haven't meant like Slim Thug or nothing out or I don't know I haven't Kim C is dead so I don't know ain't nobody fine enough for me to compromise my body I just I don't get why how people really just let people just do whatever because they that fine because nobody is that fine and I'm prom I promise you once you the head of uh, uh, good, your good shit of it Baby, it's only so many different ways that they can do it that you and I already had done before. So, yeah, if it's not feeling right, stop it. Say something. Feel something. Say something. Okay, yeah. come on. Because they just not jumping on in you like a trampoline oh, and it's not no. feeling good to me. Say, hey, stop. Oh, if they acting like the little girl on Baby Kids, ram them. Then they'll <laughs> say, ram There's a problem there. No, I think for me, I think sex positivity is just um, indulging in an enjoyable manner um, that is consensual and safe um, for both parties and, and, and safe in whatever that looks like. Because I know some of the girls get into blood sports and water sports and all of mm-hmm. those other sports. And we don't get um, nobody in. Just, yeah, just do it safe. I mean, if you get in blood sports, then you people go get tested. Mm-hmm. Uh, Time out. Blood sports? Yeah. That's a teaching mm-hmm. moment. You want to know what that is? Mm-hmm. Other than menstrual cycle, what else is it? Like people who like biting so people bleed or stuff like that. Or uh, they they may exchange blood from like one another. Like I uh, may your blood. Like they may nick themselves or cut themselves. And I drink some of your blood, or you drink some of my blood, or we might cut each other and have sex while we believe. Like, there's yeah. people who get into that. To yeah. things. Plus, you know, you got your water sports. You, get, you have people who get into scat play. Yeah, you have get into scat play. Um, uh-uh. <laughs> That's my limit. I'm sorry. We ain't even gonna go on that because we ain't gonna yuck nobody young, but mm-hmm. yeah, but it's- scat play ain't for me. It ain't it's for me. Fine. But uh, I ain't yucking I nobody do some stuff, but uh-uh. Sorry. So, I, but I'm saying whatever it is that you get into, just mm-hmm. make sure it's safe, right? That's all that I'm saying. And be able to go outside your comfort zone safely to experiment because you don't know what you like until you may like it. You may like it this way instead of like that way all the time. You may want to do it on this side instead of doing it on this side or that time of day, you know. I definitely feel like for me, safe sex is being able to communicate with your partner, whoever you're having sex with. Um, it take like for me, I mean, I'll like I I'll keep it one hundred. Sometimes I like I like sex with a lack of protection. Just that's just how I am because um, I can be a nasty bitch sometimes, but. I know for me, if I'm going to engage in that type of sexual behavior with my partner, I need to know that you're going to be, I need to know your status. I need to know when's the last time you've been tested. I want to see a screenshot. I want to see pictures. I want to see, it's just that, that communication that sets up the foundation of trust so we can engage in whatever type of sexual behavior that we're going to engage in. 
but Buckwild rodeo style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm Buckwild Becky. I really am. So, since y'all always try to say I don't be transparent and stuff, you know, I'm not a very, you know, but I will attest to what Adonis said is, is very true that, you know, about, you know, going out your comfort zone, but making sure it's safe because sometimes we do things that we don't want to do because I was in a relationship with a person that I was really, really doing stuff that I didn't really want to do. Um, it was fun though, but it was like it, you don't know you like it until you do it. I didn't. I said it was fun. I didn't say I, I liked it because if somebody propositioned me with that, now I don't know if I would participate in it. But like, was it like specific to that person? You think you're doing game with them? I think it was a thing that I did because I felt like I had to do that to keep that person. Mm. That's all other things. And so about. yeah, and so that's not necessarily having safe sex because or. And, so, and it could be even not even have consensual sex because it's making you do things that you are out of your comfort zone or wouldn't necessarily indulge in, that you're doing it out of, I don't want to say necessity or survival, but you're doing it out of like approval, approval yeah. or desirability or things like that. Um, so like for transparency, like we were having sex with multiple people. Like it, we, I don't know, had sex with like six people at one time. Oh, that's just a really shit broken up. Joelle has entered the chat. Hey, uh, that was kind of like the thing. The person likes to have sex with like multiple, multiple people. And so that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of six. I mean, you. I mean, after four, it's just like go for what you know. <laughs> I put it wrong. <laughs> We we'll see who the real freaks is. So I've heard. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't share? No, we're not <laughs> Ooh, six. Yeah, I mean. No, keep sharing. Um, I love it. Come on, six. That wasn't my proudest moment. You know, I was just really doing it out of trying to, I guess, keep this person or appease this person. And it was just like. But was doing it and doing it and doing the wheel. Okay, moving on. It was you calling him Big Daddy and screaming his name. Oh, them Big Daddy can say six. Okay, I'm definitely not. Or which one? Yeah. All right, so it's been nice. Y'all can go ahead. I'm about to leave. We still got two more questions. We still got two more questions. We almost done. Two. So the next question, black and queer relationship. Let me start off. Black and queer relationship representation in the media. Has it gotten better? And do you feel like Black queer love is still taboo? I feel like it's still taboo. And girl, who define media? Because I know you ain't talking about Don Lynn. Mm, it's open. It could be whatever media, wherever the conversation goes. Because I know it could go anyway. So. We could talk about TV, we could talk about movies, we could talk about just any type of representation, music or lack thereof. Um, I will say that there is, and y'all could correct me if I'm wrong, but there has been a influx of a lot of cis black gay men on TV as of lately, but I have, have not seen any trans women 
and or a lot of cisgendered black gay uh lesbian type relationships because the only ones i've seen with trans women is on pose and then the only one i've seen with lesbians is usually with what's that lesbian um director name oh my goodness black lena wave lena wave so i know in the shot they got a whole they got a whole truckload now in the show i can't wait to see yeah yeah so i've seen her produce some stuff with like black lesbian love on like a national type show but as far as other than that, I haven't really seen it. And other than polls, I haven't seen trans women. But I've seen a lot of cisgender gay black men on TV. And a lot of times, it's not the full diaspora of black gay men. It is the light-skinned black gay man or the desirable gym body, dark-skinned black gay man that's supposed to be representing like a Mandingo type of character. You know, so we see those, but we don't see like, the fat black gay man or the chubby black gay. and if he is there he's like um the funny character or you know someone to make fun of That's for me um hijack my work partner he he just stepped in um for me i feel like what annoys me about black queer love in the representation is that it's never, I don't wanna say normal, normal. I'm just gonna use normal for the sake of the conversation, but we always gotta be in some sort of trauma or it always gotta be, if it's black queer love, we in the ghetto or we going through some sort of struggle or if it's black queer love, it's not black queer love, it's interracial love with a black queer person who is all of these marginalized identities and then a white person. So I feel like we don't ever get to see like a, a like a willing grace type of situation where it's just regular black queer representation because they make it seem like black queer love just can't be regular. Like we just not doing regular stuff like going to the mall or having an adventure like we going out and it's an adventure out. And one of the annoying things like with um, Insecure is Insecure is set in LA, which is a huge melting pot of identities and cultures. And for it to be set in LA, it's not a strong queer representation because LA is not this whole straight people on one side and queer people on the other. Everybody is so intermersed. So I just feel like, yeah, it's okay. But even the representation that we get, it's still the poses. It's still the, oh, well, we're going to give y'all Black queer love, but they're going to be poor or struggling or one of them going to get shot or one of them going to get killed. Or it I, it feels like it always has to be something. It, it does. I'm glad y'all said it. So, oh, what's up, DeAndre? Shout out. And Chris was saying, um, he brought up there's not representation of trans men, black trans men, because I think the only one I've seen was on um, Queen Sugar, the cop, but they didn't show any romance, a romantic type of relationship with him. And you know he's also on um nine one one Austin. Oh, he is. Not to say that you know just because he's on his two shows that that. But you still need more. I, I I would love to see more uh, black trans women in relationship, romantic relationship. Um, definitely want to see more black lesbian women in relationships. 
Um, I definitely want to see more black. I would like to see more Ooh. cis people dating trans people on TV, both trans masculine mm. people and trans feminine people. And and then too, we also, once again, we talked about this earlier, how people only think about things like this in the binary, right? So in uh, the opposite of this is we have also yet to see um, non-binary people in non-binary relationships or people date non-binary people on television. Mm, yep. Or, or just I have a decent conversation around non-binary people because right now a lot of the non-binary people that is being put in pop culture, being put in TV, is being put in through like cartoons. Like Shira, they had a non-binary person on there. Um, uh, what was it? Steven Universe had like a non-binary. Oh, it's only one I know, like live actions like that. Oh, um, what's the baby name? Oh, thank you. Do you understand Xavier? I think his name is. I think that's it. But the only like live action person that was non-binary that I seen recently was um Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. Right. Okay. But then we talking about black people because once again, let's stay to the script. Is the black non-binary people? I feel like the only conversations that they have about non-binary characters or even queer characters that maybe are bi or trans characters that are bi or anything that's out of the norm, they always white. Mm -hmm. Like never have any black people. Growing up. It was a long story. I think I, I don't know if I told y'all, but I was scared. <laughs> I thought, of course, being country, I already know I'm country again. I always thought because in TV, when I did see a uh, gay man or a black gay man, he always had a white partner. So I didn't even think that it was possible two black men to be together. And so then, some kind of way, because you know, this is my mom always knows. My, my mom feel compelled to show me. I don't know if y'all know, like, them old school Christian books they used to pass out, the little comic strip books. They were like, they were. Horizontal, like a flip book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would they would speak on certain um sins. And this one had to do with homosexuality. And it was about Jeffrey Dahmer. And if you know anything about Jeffrey Dahmer, he predominantly, yes, Jeffrey Dahmer was a gay white serial killer. He's where the term a snack came from. Yes. So Jeffrey Dahmer, he said he said from his mouth it was only due to proximity. But most of his victims were black gay men, and he drugged them, he killed them, and then he ate them. So mind you, in my head, he ate I'm parts a little boy, of them yeah, and kept other parts of shrines and mm-hmm. monuments. Uh huh. This is real salt. It, imagine being like seven years old, getting a hold of this reading. And I'm like, oh my god. So when I get older, I have to possibly. I already know. That I don't know how much long I've been able to be with somebody because my wife, when I'm gonna be with, wants to be. I'm really traumatized. I did not see it on TV. <laughs> this is not what well, Amber said. This is not a safe space. But no, it's because I always grew up thinking that. And it wasn't until. We're not laughing at you. Nah, it's, it wasn't until like I got like my freshman year of high school um, that I sort of see um, that I knew that two black gay men could be together. So that representation matters. So you definitely want to see this, especially with the generation coming afterwards, but they definitely have more representation than what we've ever had. It's just the thought process of seeing you as like a six to seven year old looking at a book like, damn, I'm getting a This man's already in jail. And let me tell you, the only reason, so for like a week and a half, I cannot go to sleep. And the only reason why I did, um, <laughs> You know, time, um, God works in mysterious ways. So he ended up getting murdered in prison. So I was like, okay, he not gonna come get me. Mind you, this white man. In your dreams. Well, I guess that would be all right. But he wasn't gonna be my, 
I just knew if I when I got older, my white partner was gonna possibly do this. <laughs> and then my mom was trying to skip me. It's bad. And the pictures were graphic. They showed a knife through the neck, and I'm like, oh my god. Dang. God, it was. I've never heard of this. Before. He was this close, bitch, to going to conversion camp. He don't even know. That. <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy. I'm trying to think. Was the first until like um Noah's like, even before Noah's what was that movie? Tracy um. Babyface ex-wife, head producer. Oh, it was a movie called Punks. Okay. And yeah. And then I saw like two black gay men together. I said, oh, so this is a thing. So yeah. That was my first time seeing black gay men on TV was Noah's art. And it was good. I love that show. Sidebar, you know they ended up working on bringing it back. For real? I saw an article on that. Ooh, I saw a article on it. They supposed to be doing some sort of Corona something. They they doing something. They bringing it back. They caught them recording doing the little uh, march in LA, the uh, Pride rally in mm-hmm. LA over the weekend. But you know, Deshaun Usher is sidebar for everybody who uh, in here. Sorry, personal moment. But Deshaun uh, Usher, who who uh, was the executive director for Moby Talk, shout out to Moby. He um is working with you know he works with Gilead as well, and they're in mm-hmm. the work. Well, he is in the works. Him being Gilead associate, they're in the work of. Uh, I'm sorry, Glad associate are in the works of um, possibly bringing it back, but they've already been recording, sis. Oh wow, that's great! I love that show. And just Atwood is gonna be on there too. So even though he married and everything, he's still gonna be on mm. there and wait, waiting in the water. The only the first lesbian show I saw was the L word, and the fact that I didn't see any black people, I was well, like, it's all, it's all. It's all. You still ain't watching women at the Bruce. Like, I was like, am I gonna have to like marry a white woman? So I kind of feel you on that. I feel you on that because I was like, damn. I feel like for me, I always, I never saw when I saw trans women, I never identified with them because I was like, well. You know, I grew up. I didn't grow up in ballroom culture. I grew up. In a, on a different path, and I even with polls, I and maybe I'll get some hate. I don't care for polls. I don't care for it. It doesn't. It does nothing for me. It doesn't. Like I just, I'm tired of. I'm tired of seeing the marginalized struggle narrative. I'm t- I'm tired of that narrative. Like I'm really tired of us dying. I'm tired of you want to talk about our history because it's the struggle history. But you can't talk about a trans woman that's just living her life and being awesome and being great and being a bad bitch. They don't want to tell that narrative. They want to tell the bitch get killed because she get killed by a cisgender man. Like, so for me, even to this day, like, I don't identify with, I have yet to find any type of media representation that I identify with. The only one is um, M- uh, MJ Rodriguez had this short that she did um, where she was with a white guy and she was meeting his parents and she was getting dressed to meet his parents. That was it. That was all the short was. And literally, that was in the short was probably maybe not even twenty minutes long. That's the only regular type of representation of the trans community that I've seen. I don't, and 
I don't know. It just, for me, I feel like it's still this, we got to show the struggle. We got to, you know, we'll give y'all representation, but either we got to inject a white person or y'all got to struggle or y'all got to die. Like, it's frustrating because I feel like I relate more to a insecure, to a sex in the city, to a friends where it's just a regular life. I mean, we bad bitches and we doing, you know, amazing things, but I'm tired of being black and marginalized and queer and we're just not represented at all. Like, it's frustrating to me. That's why, that's why I don't watch TV and movies. That's actually the reason why. Did y'all have, I know it's, a, of course it's of this because it made, it came up to me. Was there, um, I guess because Joey already answered, but was there a character on television that was black and queer that you related to even up to now? Mm-hmm. So the other one I had really thought and I had felt some type of way about this um, with all this stuff mm-hmm. that happened like year before that. The first time I actually felt seen, and someone's like, "Okay, I get it. I feel as though this similar to me." Because Noah's art, um, I love it for the culture. I wasn't a big. I thought I wasn't like the huge fan of it. I thought it was a little um, dramatic, but I understood its place. Um, for me, it wasn't until coincidence Empire when I was just a small lad that I was like, "Okay, I, I could give. I, I vibe with him. I feel as though you know." That's the type of homosexual that I am, as far as like of all the representation I've seen. I haven't seen anything. Now I have seen like YouTube shows where black lesbians have created characters and they've created storylines and had their whole little like YouTube series. But as far as like on mainstream media, I have yet to see a cisgender like lesbian relationship where it's you know, the person, the feminine woman was chubby and dark skinned. Like, I have yet to see myself portrayed on TV at all. I mean, usually when they do show lesbian relationships, a lot of times, most of the showing on TV is of the masculine lesbian. So, what do you think about the lesbian? And I could hate to keep bringing this show up, but what do you think about the lesbian relationship on 911 between the, um, the uh, paramedic lady? on there in her wife. Maybe you haven't seen it. I know you guys don't get into um, and they don't send you some clips. Um yeah. I don't know. I have to look into it because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the show at all. Like you know what y'all y'all young ladies need to watch at least a piece of TV. I need you to watch a piece of TV. I watch a piece but I give the piece right back because I'm just so unimpressed. I, I really I would say maybe possibly Ugh, I don't care for LeVar. I think LeVar is completely whitewashed. Um, I really? I don't like LeVar at all. At fucking all. I don't fucking care for her. Ugh, that's another issue. In what time. about Cotton from, um, oh, what was that show? Oh, oh Amaya. Uh, Amaya. Okay, 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 okay. I could, I could get with some Amaya. But to me, yeah, Amaya is a bad bitch. But to me, I need like I would say Janet Mock, but Janet Mock is a little on the white side. She just doesn't have enough 
soul for me. She's lacking a little bit of soul. Like I just need a little more from her. So, but I love Amaya, but I never watched Star. So, but I followed Amaya on Instagram. That's initially how I followed Amaya. And I think she's gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I like, I like personally my trans Black women with some soul. I need them to be a little bit more Black. And I feel like the ones that they give the pass to, they don't let them be black. Like Laverne is a white woman to me. I'm sorry, she got her face done. She got her lips done. She want to be Beyonce. She just want to be a white woman to me. She does nothing for me at all. She, I have yet to hear or see her really sincerely speak on black, like black issues. Um, so yeah, she don't do nothing for me. I like Janet, but she just is blah to me. Representation that matters. Okay, we got a lot of good comments. So Crystal May said because people people that it, people think that it's it takes tragedy and pain for people to sympathize and support our community and support human beings. So happiness and love very little different from how they treat black community in the media. Shout out to Miss Tana. She joined us and then she hasn't either. Um yeah, so just until then, of course we we want to feel represented. We want to see us. Because just because, and this just goes to show you with this conversation that we've all had, because they've all had for the most part representation of black queer people under the umbrella, but we're not among these. We all don't act like this. We all don't identify like this. We all don't identify that. Because I would definitely love to see, as you say, a couple that has a cisgender person and a person of trans experience. I was this close to being on MTV, y'all, while I was in college. I had shot a pilot short and everything, but then they counseled us before we even got it off the ground. And that's my mama, by the way. So shout out to my mama, Miss Tanner. That's my advocacy mom. So shout out okay. to her. Hey. <laughs> I want to definitely see that. And I wish, and I'm not trying to force people out of the closet, but you have people who okay. have been people who have been speculated to be part of community but has never identified and said that I am a part of it or they always support the issues never say um let's say okay so I'm so speaking of like a queen of FIFA right now and I'm not sure the brat because the brat just came out after like being in the game for what almost 30 years <laughs> and being speculated spec everybody speculated and then, like, you, Queen of Tiff, you got a picture on a boat hugging your girlfriend at the time around her waist. My thing is, again, I'm not trying to force anybody out, out the closet, but understand that when we have these comments, just like our parents have comments about us as far as our generation, representation matters. So you don't understand what your representation of you standing in your truth and who you are may do for the next individual coming up, especially if they can identify to you. I could, I completely agree. Great, because somebody like a Queen Latifah, Queen Latifah is, I mean, maybe, I don't know, but to me, she's extremely powerful in the industry. I mean, she's Oscar nominated. She's had her own talk show. She's performed, I mean, Queen Latifah, everybody fucking love Queen Latifah. She's a singer, rapper, actress. She's been in Oscar winning movies. And for her to continue to stay in the closet, as big as a celebrity and a businesswoman that she is, just what it shows us is, well, to make it, you got to stay in the closet. 
you gotta do this. Like you can't play, you can't do what you wanna do. And it's frustrating. Dana said that she ain't gay. <laughs> Well, that's all about her real name. Dana said. Oh, 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 <laughs> in between the sheets, <laughs> actress. That's what actress do, right? Oh, hey. she be acting like she don't like it. <laughs> yeah, hey, y'all ain't said nothing about the brat. The brat. No, we did. You. Oh, uh, we talked about her. We talked about sis. Now want to come out after thirty years since we've been new. And not even like okay, the brat. If you buy, you buy. But just like. It just come out because it's like what you're doing is you're proving the narrative that well to stay in the industry you I have to be straight regardless of how I appear or what I do or anything I ugh. and then you have an A-list celebrity like a queen of seafood you, you you understand how many young black girls would definitely like that would affirm seeing that they don't care they don't care but it is what it is so, thanks. So we got one more question. It's a quick one. So before we close, name a dating relationship mantra that you live by. Ooh, Ooh pussy cat come out. What? I might have to take that away. Pussy cat what? Come cow. Wait a minute. I might have to take that. I might have to borrow that. Yelled it out when you're in a bedroom and it's getting out of the heaven. You feel like, oh, I'm okay. I don't know if I'm gonna go through. <laughs> Pussy cat come power, and it'll get it'll get hours to make. Oh, like she fired it. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, got you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like a hadouken. Mm. I ain't gonna play with you. I don't think I would say it in the bedroom. I think I would say it just in in regular life. I don't. Say living your truth, amen. Say this. Um. Relationship. Wait, let me write that down because I know I'm gonna forget it. Mine is kind of like a remix of uh, all the cliche saying. So normally we always hear the saying like, "Don't treat people treat people the way you want to be treated." But I, I just say, treat people the way that they want to be treated. We treat people accordingly. Mm-hmm. Because again, <laughs> back and we got y'all got to make sure y'all say y'all love language too. So I send it to y'all in the group, but. Knowing how people receive love is different than how you look. See, there you go. So you take the quiz, then you know. Well, I, my uncle see you go here. So, like, learning someone's love language is important because for me, I may want or may not need to cuddle all the time, but if somebody's love language is physical touch, that works, or someone's words affirmation. Um, my, my, my first love language as affirmation. So, you know, um, verbally, like me being affirmed is important. So it's good to 
love people the way that they want to be loved, not the way that you want them to be loved. I hear about Phil Swing, and I hear about um, the so, five love language for single folk. I need to mm. Then they had one um, with parents and kids, so I, I want to definitely read that and take that. So the single folk. Indeed. But yes, I'm sending it to Is the group. Is this the right one? So y'all, was white, you know, yeah, change. I need that one. I'm gonna send it to you because for day somebody, I always so, want to know what your love language is because you want to know how they receive love. Because if my love language was affirmation, I'm just keep telling you like how wonderful you are and how I live. But that's not your love language. That I'm doing a disservice to you. Mm-hmm. So I guess my motto is in the words of. The good sis Nicki Minaj, watch a man. You should watch your mouth. Ah! It's depressed and then it's from mouth to mouth. <laughs> I'm mood already. I, I you know that little Nicki fan over there. I know that is my favorite. Ugh, Nicki was ahead of her time. Can I just stop to say, I'm sorry. All of that bullshit they gave Nicki for that motherfucking song, and they said that Cardi verse was better. I don't give a fuck. They was dick riding Cardi because Nikki's verse fucking hit. I'm sorry. Let me tell you something. Let's stay on you, until you have until you have female come and murdered with the greats, and I'm talking about just like demolishing patriarchy like Nikki did on Monster. Miss me. Miss me. Baby, let me live a verse. Miss me. Nikki took me to church. Nikki took me to church with Motorsport. When she said, now I'm gonna tell you, I love you some Nikki, but this late Nikki, this late as of late Nikki. Well, we ain't talking about we talk, Okay, we ain't, gonna, we ain't gonna talk about we ain't gonna talk about new Nikki. We gonna talk about Nikki. Did y'all hear Trump? Okay, that's all the good stuff. Mama always she got the talent. Now, personality, and her political views may be different. She hanging out with but, pedophile. But my but mama, she love a good pedophile. Don't she love a pedophile? Mama, just, mama got the talent. Like well, she got, but Nikki can spit a verse, and that's why you know oh, oh. when I heard watch your oh, oh. her brother, oh, oh. her husband. Oh, see, hold on, man, but do keep it like that because that's all the girls. Her brother, her husband. Period. Keep it going. Partners, pedophiles. Hey, well, we you know what we ain't talking she about. We just talking about talent. We just talking about talent. We just talking about talent. He like, you're the pedophile. So when Nikki said, watch your man, you should watch your mouth. Oh, <laughs> But like Nikki said, I don't even know why you girls bother at this point. It's like, give it up. I, 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 I will say, um, <laughs> I feel like my relationship motto is have fun. Like, have fun and hey, I'm I'm here for a good time, not a long time, and I'm going to make sure that I'm happy and having fun. And once the happiness stops and the fun stops, I'm out. And I feel like it doesn't it. That's whether it's sex or lifelong love. To me, love is about passions on top of passions, fun, happiness. And I feel like once those things stop, then bye. I'm gone. I'm not. And I know every day is not going to be that. That's fine. But once it's solidified that it ain't fun no more or there's no more passion or we're not happy, bye. I'm not I'm not saying. Um, I got a new mantra like the old folks used to say back in the day. Don't get nothing on. Ha ha! Ain't shit left. 
Don't give I me think that. I'm with Joel. My mantra is my neck, my back, lick my pussy, and my crack. Y'all got some problematic mantras. Y'all got some problematic mantras. When she said, all you ladies pop your pussy like this, I said, whoa, she took me to church. Okay. Because in order for us to have a good relationship, we got to have sex. Then you roll your tongue to the what? Back, back, back to, the to the front. front. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? Girls supposed to wipe front to back. So I'm going to need you to go from the front to the back. Because I don't need you to give me no bacterial infection. But then she okay. said, suck it all till I shake and come. What? Make sure I keep bust that nut. Whoop, she, they problematic, but do they lie? Do they lie? Kai is very problematic. She's very transphobic and problematic as hell. Um, and I can't fuck with her, but I can fuck with that song. I can fuck with that song. Xenophobic. <laughs> <laughs> you just gonna put a phobic. Hygiene phobic. Yeah, you can't. Autophobic, <laughs> bitch, because she couldn't uh, Autophobic. I don't like the <laughs> She's anti-black. I mean, we can go on all day. And not enough at the same time. She out of there. Since politics is off, just like Nikki's politics is off. They off. Mm. I think to be a good creative, your politics can't be right. That's what I'm starting to realize. Because I don't know no creative that just is the bomb at creating content, but also creating like Barack Obama intellectual dialogue. Hmm? Barack, Barack. You said Barack Obama? I was gonna talk about that lady because we only get to with no black people. Because we. <laughs> I can't believe you said Barack Obama. Yeah, I'm, I know comment about that. Ooh, uh uh. We talk about that off the line. Yeah, I'm not on the Obama train. I'm sorry. Okay. All right, we're gonna talk about that. Oh, I wanna. <laughs> well, we are ending. We are wrapping up. Um, any closing comments on sex, love, and other? If you need condoms and you are, aren't able to access those, feel free to reach out to the Mahogany Project as we do have condoms that we can supply you with. Um, if you're looking to get tested, um, you can reach out to me and we can schedule testing. Um, I currently do testing at the Author Closet facility at, um, yeah, the Author Closet on West Tyra. Um, <laughs> uh, so um, if you're looking to get tested, hit me up in the inbox. We can try to arrange something because you know, right now we are still practicing physical distancing. Um, yeah, that's all I got right now. Um, with me, closing words: be safe, be good, do it good. Um, if you guys are looking for pharmacies, I'm sure this person please inbox me and see what I am here about the Main dude, that was a lame dude. Well, unless I'm giving it all in one, because I, I know I gotta hurry up and get up out of here. No, I'm just saying, I know I know I gotta hurry up and get up out of. I just know, cause you know what somebody might have planned. They got coming over. They got okay. Already, you let you just never know. So I'm just getting it out loud. So once we finish this, I can leave. So I'm be interrupting. You know. I ain't saying about nothing. I'm just saying I gotta hurry up and go. And I'm Marnita the Queen on all social media platforms. Also, please follow the Mahogany Project's Instagram, our Facebook page, and make sure you donate at the bottom.
and our YouTube channel as well, Twitter too. Oh, social distance, please. Mask on. And wash your hands. And yeah. Okay. And my girl, like my girl said, if y'all please donate if you're still watching. We are uh, accepting funds so that we can buy more materials, um, self-defense items to give out to our trans siblings, which include like pepper spray as well as pepper spray and stun gun. So if you want to donate so that we can get more of these items, feel free to donate below. Um, you can donate via Cash App at TMPHTX. Um, or you can reach out to me directly and see how you can get um, funds to us to help get more items. Yes, items. Because we're trying to make sure all our, our trans brothers and sisters have gadgets, gizmos of plenty. Okay? Gadgets and gizmos of plenty. My area said this. Doing the quarantine. Mm -hmm. Giving you what you need so you can proceed. Uh-huh. Giving you what you need so you can proceed. Pretty much. And I'm Joelle. I'm your man's first choice. Um, but also, don't leave your girl around me. True player for real. Ask my oh. nigga for real. Oh. I'm all about the song quotes tonight. I'm all about the, the quotes tonight. Um, she says she a jack of all trades. Okay, look, I'm an equal opportunist. I'm sorry. Hey. It could be it, it could be a musical number with everybody involved. I, it really doesn't matter. I'm completely open. Um, but yeah, that for me, um, yeah, just I just have fun, be safe. Um, make sure you follow all of us on all social media platforms. Make sure you follow the Mahogany Project. We will be having a virtual pride coming at the end of the month details coming very soon it will be in collaboration with some amazing people within the community both in houston and outside of houston so definitely be on the lookout for that also we are still looking for people to participate in those dialogues so if you are a person of trans experience or tgn experience and that could be non-binary trans masculine whatever asexual intersex and you are interested in talking about your experience with dating we would love to have you on during that time as well we're also looking for individuals to talk about the bisexual experience um within the community um dating how they find pride in being bisexual and things like that as well be kind rewind come on be kind rewind <laughs> they told you three dollars extra about you rewind and when you did we confuse all the generation what is it generation x generation z's they like rewind yeah <laughs> rewind what you mean <laughs> i said all right about that he, he do he knows everybody he didn't have to rewind say have you ever seen a bcr yeah he said you see you were right, but you never went to Blockbuster. I bet he don't know what a gigapet is. Oh, Tamagotchi! <laughs> Tamagotchi! Gigapet. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, hold on. Sorry, Tommy. Um, you know how, like, there are always different cartoons that come out. As you know, you get all they progress because they're different cartoons or not. But when he was younger, he used to be obsessed with like Curious George and Cliff the Big Red Doll. My thing, like, get off our shit. That was our shit. Like, y'all, y'all need to have other things. But what was the other things you, you liked as a kid? You don't remember. What was the oh, Caillou? Did y'all ever watch Caillou? With him, Caillou, little ball headed ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
translate does it mean it means pebble stone it means what it's like pebble stone that's why he would be doing when i was young because mm. his name translated means like a pebble or a stone oh that's why he's about here and wind all the time they be y'all used to love telling tubbies but that you know what? I think we talked about too much now. Like the Care Bears and the oh, y'all know back in the day you was bananas in pajamas. You could come on if you got bananas in pajamas. I know bananas in pajamas. You can watch that Sailor Moon style Care Bears, bitch, all in one swamp. Smile. Mm hmm. I got a Black Lives Matter bell. Let's see how after they show. Oh. But the my cartoon, which my parents already know. Because I watched it in syndication. We used to watch the last night was Jim. Y'all don't know about Jim. And the Hollywood. Jim and the Hollywood. Y'all don't know about that. Let me Jim. If y'all ain't watched Jim, she's truly outrageous. I mean, truly, truly, truly outrageous. And if you never watched Pippi Longstock, I know that she's still coming to your town. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all, because I ain't going to play. <laughs> Everybody, it's been yeah. time, people. It's been real. It's, it's been real. just a song that doesn't end. It's been going on and on. Bye, everybody.